Well, no worries. Good morning and good evening for you. Thank you yes. for taking the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. Um, how are you? How's your day been going? It's been good. Um, I've just finished work. Uh, it is quarter past 8 p.m. here. So I'm looking forward to going home and relaxing. So you're not actually at home yet? You're... Sorry? You're not actually at home yet? You're not made at home yet? No, no. I've just taken up the spare room at, at work, to be honest, to do this straight after I finished. Oh, I'm oh, I'm sorry. I will try not to keep me no, too no. long then, of course. Um, That's okay. I'm more than, um, more than happy to do this. This is really cool. It is an important period as well. Of course, we are just a matter of days away from the release of the EP Icon out this Friday, the 19th of May. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling right now? This close to it. You're still kind of buzzing about it or you're at that stage where you just want to get it out. It's definitely a an in-between. Like this, the, the record's been done for a, for a very long time. Um, it's, we've, so we've, we've been sitting on it for a long time before we started to release the first singles from it. Um, and I was, I did have a feeling of being, uh, like it just, it wasn't fresh anymore to my ears, but now when we started releasing the songs and hearing other people's reaction to reactions to them and stuff, it, um, it excited me a bit more than it, than I had prior. So I, I, it felt a bit fresher than it had been. So, and this close to the, to the release day, I'm just, I'm just super, super excited just for the rest of it to be out, you know? How long, how long has it been done? We've been, we did the, we did the final tracking of it January last year. Wow. And 22 was the last time we went to the studio to finish recording it. Well, I have to ask then, uh, what's been the wait? Why have you waited so long from that point to now to release it? Um, uh, basically a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, we didn't start shooting any of the music videos for it until April last year. So we waited until, I, I don't think it was intentionally, but we waited mm. until it was fun. It was completely finished recording. And then we booked the videos and after that, um, and then other than that, we got really busy with playing shows at the end of last year our back half of that of last year filled out really thoroughly with lots of shows. So we were putting all of our time and energy into those, which I think like, I, I really, I'm really glad we did that because I think now that we are releasing this new music, it, it's going out to a bigger audience than it would have been if we didn't play all of those shows. Do you feel like it was quite important to kind of play those shows as well? Bear in mind that that was coming at the tail end of a long and difficult past few years where playing live and getting into venues was a major, major difficulty. So did you kind of feel like you had to play those shows? Yeah, definitely. I think it was, it, it did feel really important for us to, to do all of those shows and take all those opportunities because as you said, there it was like shows for the last like two or three years prior to that were really scarce. And we, we released our first EP in May of, 2021 so mm. it's the EPs are essentially two years apart which is really cool um but we played a few shows around that release but then the pandemic cut all the rest of our plans so we didn't get to play all the songs from that EP um across Australia so when all those opportunities started flowing in 
um, yeah, we felt like it was really important. We took them all. Your debut EP May 2021, um, lack of live shows. It would have killed a lot of bands kind of who were starting up. It really mm. would. What was the what was the drive and encouragement for you guys to push on, basically? Um, we we learned so much about songwriting and about being the band we wanted to be during the writing process of wide awake the prior EP. Mm. and so when we had finished working on that when the music was completely done we came away from that really really inspired and eager to write more music straight off the bat um because yeah i think our, our producer chris played a massive part in uh i wouldn't say educating but he he taught us a lot and inspired us a lot and I think we grew heaps when we were writing those songs with him so when we finished as I said just before like we came away from that wanting to write just keep writing keep writing and I think coming into the icon material I think being that eager and um inspired to write just keep write heaps of music was a big factor in why all of the there's so many varying sounds on icon on the icon EP, um, yeah. So that I think that's what, what what drove us the most. We were just awfully inspired to just keep writing songs. Inspired to the level where you could have potentially started with a debut album, or was it always were you always in the mind of doing EPs, particularly at the start? Um, we've never. I guess we've never toyed with the idea of of a full length album. Hmm. It's it's definitely whenever it crosses my mind, I definitely get very scared. It's it seems <laughs> like a very daunting task. Um, I think we just uh, we didn't do, definitely didn't feel ready. I think to do okay. that. Um, and I, and um, we did have a, like enough ideas to make a full length. Um, but we didn't feel ready. We didn't feel like we were ready for that time in our careers yeah and i mean just this close to icon being out and i guess once it's out you want to start thinking of the next thing um but even now it, it's it's still daunting and it doesn't we don't I, I would i would say we don't feel ready still but it will have to wait and see you know once the full record a full ep's out to see how it does and see how we feel you know a bit in the future well, of course, and and it's almost an expectation that uh, you would have moved on musically to some degree as we approach the release of the EP. Even more so when we go taking the account, it's all the way back in January when it was effectively January last year when it was effectively yeah. finished. Um, but have you found out yourselves that you are moving on musically? Not necessarily a change in sound or something like that, but more just what you've learned and what you've picked up along the way. Um. Not really. I am um, the complete opposite of what happened um, after Wide Awake has happened mm. this time around where I've, I've barely found time to write more music since okay. we finished writing the icon material. So the complete opposite. I haven't, I think Noah's fairly similar in the fact that we haven't gone and written a whole bunch of new music yet. Um, I think 
I think we got quite a bit busy in our personal lives and just as I said, the shows as well that we were playing last year um, really filled out our time. So yeah, it's it's been the complete opposite this time, in fact. Um, but I have had a massive urge and eagerness to to write songs in the last I'd say in the last few months um but it's just been getting this like getting all like the the nitty-gritty behind the scenes stuff all the extra content stuff for this EP ready and also just been like in in, in my personal life has been working a bunch at my day job mm. um between those two things it's it's been really hard to find time but once the EP's out, I'm hoping the schedule can clear up a bit and we can look at writing new material. And I, as I said, I'm very excited to do so. I have no well, idea what it's going to sound like, though. Well, that's the excitement, really, isn't it? When you start to experiment and go down that path uh, yourself. But of course, right now, the yeah. focus has to be. The focus has to be completely on Icon, um, yes. pushing it as hard as possible. But yeah, I want to talk then specifically about you guys, Days Like These. Um, yeah. And really, a brief origin story, if you would. Yes. Uh, the band, Days Like These, formed when while the members were in high school, myself and Noah included. Um, in those early days, we cycled through a bunch of different members because it was very casual and, you know, you know what it's cool. like in high school. People, yep. people, people are, are eager one day. And the next day they're not. And like prior prior to this band, I personally didn't have any experience playing music with other musicians. So it was so much learning. Um uh, about uh, I'd say a year into the band that in its current form existing, Noah joined. Um and then since then we still cycle through a few different other members. And after Wide Awake, we had a couple a couple people leave. And it was just myself, Noah, and our guitarist Russell, who we're still best friends with, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, we said we're just gonna roll with us three because no one else seems to stick. Yeah. And then Russell ended up parting ways, which was, you know, he wanted to do his own journey, which is really cool. Uh and then, but we applied that same Thought, thought process to Nora and I were like it doesn't seem to stick with anyone else and we don't want to spend time and energy trying to make it work when history has proven that it, it, it may not um and I think it was it was daunting at first but um I was soon surprised about how much it didn't affect the band in terms of like I was scared about practicality like in a live setting mm. um and image wise we still wanted to present ourselves as a band but with two people it's you know there are there are bands with two people in it otherwise they're known as like a duo or whatnot but yes i was surprised about how how, how easy it was and it didn't take long for it to feel comfortable and it feels it feels really good just with, just with nora and i now we're, we're both on the same page driven have the exact same vision and yeah, it feels good. We're talking about comfort then. How quickly did you find your comfortable sound? And did it involve a lot of a lot of experimentation early on? Um yeah, I think it did. I think we always wanted to 
uh, have a have a, uh, a kind of like a plethora of different sounds mm. um, and experiment in a lot of different and a lot of different avenues. But I think we lacked the tools to to do so. And we I know we went through a stage while we we're writing material for Wide Awake where we really struggled with songwriting in general, but also on top of that struggled with making songs uh unique mm. in turn uh, meaning a lot of our a lot of those demo songs we had sounded very similar and that was one thing um that our producer chris really helped us with as i mentioned earlier um really we learned a lot from him a lot of songwriting a lot of production wise um yeah learning how to unlock those those like that part of our creative brain that we seem to not have the exact key that makes sense um and i part of me still feels like i i don't know what our signature sound is um because we've always written quite quite varying styles of songs mm. um, there's nothing like, i i like i feel like icon is both cohesive and then also quite diverse um and uh in, in general i i don't know if i could pinpoint our exact sound you know i mean what what do you think when you listen to it oh well that's li i'm smiling because it ultimately comes down to this it's genre bending stuff and it's yeah. laughable because ultimately when it comes down to it we almost have to pigeonhole you to some degree just to make it yeah. easier easier for uh an audience to potentially read one or two words that say yeah okay I'll check this out and obviously you kind of get lumbered in into the very broad alt rock alternative rock yeah. uh, scene which is so broad it doesn't really mean anything but for me to describe you as that it's like it has to come with so many asterisks and so many caveats and brackets and say yeah. this um yeah it's yeah, I like the term genre bending, going with no expectations mm. to come out, come out with something. It's interesting that you you say icon being both cohesive and um, uh, wi a wide array of ideas too, yeah. because it almost feels like a damn fine introduction into what days like these are as a whole. Because of course, yeah, you do have the first EP, but if people didn't catch that one and hear this one, and icon gets a lot more push and um, a lot more wider spread notice, this will works as a really strong introduction to the variety that yeah. exists around. Definitely. Definitely. I, I, I'm really glad that it's as diverse as, as it is because like collectively Noah and I listen to so much varying music and we want to take inspiration from all those different avenues. And we don't, we don't want to, like it, it's very satisfying that people like yourself like to use the word genre bending because mm. that like i would say it's a it's our ambition but it's not really hard for us to achieve because that's just the way we, we the way we want it to be you know what i mean you're not purposely trying to do it it just is it's just a thing yeah yeah exactly did you going back to the origins yeah. of icon specifically did you have at the time a particular vision for what you wanted this release to be you knew it was your follow-up EP you knew it was the second uh, release you were gonna do did you did you have a clear picture of what you wanted it to be I think in my head I always envisioned it being 
So like white awakes here. Um, and it's got a few different flavors and a few different palettes on it. But what we wanted to do with Icon is take all of that and just broaden it and have even more diversity and varying inspiration and sounds that we that we encapsulate. Um, yeah, basically take those foundations of a few different types of music and, and genres and run further with them um, in, in every direction. I think Icon has, well, it definitely has our, our heaviest song and material. Mm -hmm. And it also has at the, at the end of it, a real pop rock banger, I would say. Um, basically just, well, yeah, wanted to expand in every direction. You've grown as an artist, so you want to showcase that as much as anything else. Can you identify anything particular that helped kind of shape what the final product, the full thing, would actually be? Things that occurred along the way, be them personal or professional? Um, Personally, I know all of us, I think, uh, opened up a lot of... Uh, different how do I say we, we we just over time started listening to more and more diverse music mm. and we're inspired by that and wanted to implement all of it um I definitely think us as fans of music also like when other bands are as diverse and and, and unique as as we like to think we are like um, bands like Bring Me the Horizon, you know, they can do, I feel like they can release nearly anything they want and people won't be surprised, you know, they've, yep. they've over, over their career, they've done so many different types of music. Um, bands like Enter Shikari, like cycle through so many different genres in their music, I think as well. Um, yeah, it, it feels, in, in, in general, it felt really natural um we didn't go into it with much expectation or idea of what we wanted the final thing to be in the end um we just as as, as i've said like we came out of the writing process for for wide awake where we were very very inspired we just wrote whatever we wanted and chris our producer who worked with who we worked with both on wide awake and icon just kind of helped us consolidate all of those ideas. Contrast the process for Icon, the writing, yeah. recorded production, everything that goes into it to Wide Awake. Was this overall a much more enjoyable experience for you? Yes, undoubtedly, 100%. Um, is there, is there anything before... you... Sorry? I was just going to say, I think you were going to say it anyway, but I was going to say, is there anything specific that you can identify that made it so enjoyable? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I mentioned earlier that we had we had a lot of trouble songwriting for, for Wide Awake. Um, mm. Definitely getting stuck in ruts, stuck in cycles, and a lot of our material was sounding the same. And we had the complete opposite problem with Icon, where there was moments where we were like, is this like too far like left of field? Um, but that that was why it was so enjoyable. We wrote whatever we wanted to and we didn't make ourselves conform to any sort of 
particular genre or sound. Um, and yeah, just not having those roadblocks, feeling free to do what we wanted to do and what we enjoy listening to personally. Um, we were more comfortable with Chris this time around. So like in, in just like a general sense, like there was more playfulness and banter between us and, you know, making, making jokes and whatnot. Whereas we were coming out of our shell quite a bit on wide awake because we hadn't really spent much time with him or met him prior. So, and I think that, that maybe you, you might be able to hear that in the music. It's a bit more, there's definitely lots of serious moments, but like it, I think overall it's a bit more of a, of a fun sounding record. Mm. Yeah. So no limits on imagination is obviously incredible. And it's what every artist dreams of to a certain degree, but yeah. ultimately whether we like it or not, you're going to have to always make difficult decisions. Was there a lot of difficult decisions in regards to stuff that needed to be cut, snipping of stuff, stuff that was just too eclectic, too wild or too weird to mm. even for you guys? Yeah. Um, we released a single in between Wide Awake and Icon. I'm not sure mm. if you if you know of it, but it's called Luna. Mm-hmm. And we wrote we wrote that song when we were writing the rest of the Icon material. And that's obviously, if you've heard it, it's a through and through pop song. Mm-hmm. It's got pop, like it's got electronic drums. It doesn't have an acoustic drum kit or anything. Um, and we really thought about it quite a bit if we wanted to release it or not um but we at the end we just decided you know screw it it can't hurt too much um and we we took a gamble and released it i don't i'm still to this day i can't really say what i how i think the release went Mm. i think it really dumbfounded a lot of people coming off wide awake uh yeah wide awake where I would say there is an overarching theme of like, I would say on the radio friendly end of like the metalcore spectrum. Yep. Um, but it was still so such a different sound. Um, but that was that that song in particular. Uh, as I said, we wrote it with the rest of the icon material. That was the song that we're like, is this too far? Um, and then we were like, screw it, and we went the whole mile. We made all the visuals uh, bright and like commercial and 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 pop inspired. Um, we we basically kind of like made a little mockery of ourselves. And we're like, if we're gonna we if we're gonna do this, we might as well just lean fully into it. Um, and I'm super glad we did. And like again, it just showed off showed us uh, in a different light and you know allowed us to not be uh pigeonholed i would say um it's that. that was definitely yeah. sorry no carry on just carry on uh, but I, I was just going to summarize and say um that was definitely the 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 big moment of, of uh you know is this too far that was the the height of that feeling well, I'm glad you released it as well as I haven't heard it. Um, or whether or not it's to my particular taste or not, uh, you're the artist, you put out what you want to do. And if you enjoy it, that's all that matters. And there has been a positive response to it. Um, but also it's so early on in your careers that, as yeah. you, said, you said several times, like who knows what you are and what you want to be. It's not like you're 10 albums deep and have stuck to one specific sound a la Slayer yeah. or something. And now you're throwing in a pop. Yeah. 
banger, which is going to, you know, isolate a fan base. That's not the case at all. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's a that's a great that's a great point, and I I do reflect on that a bunch. Of, like I have reflected on that a few times. Mm. Um, and I'm super glad we are doing all of this experimentation this early on in our careers. Um, like Nora and I are in it for the long haul. We've we know we've got so far to go, but it is really cool to know that we're at this early on. We're just pushing the boundaries and not conforming to what we might think people expect from us we're just simply from the get-go have just been writing and releasing what we want to do and what what we love and what we like to hear yeah it's a long way to go as you say and it takes a lot of work particularly um from an outside mm. perspective you know i'm in the uk um so i'm going to talk for the uk's perspective but looking in towards the australian scene there is always a massive amount of difficulty in a uh, band breaking out of that scene it's associated with certain types mm. of music uh, from a certain type of genre so that obviously isolates um bands to a certain degree how did you plan to overcome the difficulty of breaking out of the australian scene and becoming more of a, a worldwide name um it's not something i would say Noah and i have given much thought to to be honest mm. um we definitely have a we we do work really hard and we have ideas on, you know, what works and what doesn't work and what bands should and shouldn't do. But in a general sense, we're definitely of the mindset of we will do our best and basically like whatever happens, happens and everything does happen for a reason. Um, not to go like too spiritual or whatever, but um Definitely not something we put heaps of thought into. Uh, we more so, I would say, live live in, in the moment most of the mm -hmm. time and do what we think is right at that time based upon, you know, our, our previous experiences. Um, and we're still so young. We've got so much to learn about music and the industry and how it all works and whatnot. Um, yeah, we definitely don't have a, have, have a game plan as to how we plan to over overcome those hurdles. Um, I think working hard and believing in what we do is really important. And that's definitely the foundations of, of our thought process. Well, there is a plan to a certain degree, ultimately building um, the core fan yeah. base, building your own strengths, um, conquer Australia first, then the world, you know, it's exactly, not like Australia is yeah. a small place. There's a lot to do yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, definitely. So do you have any um, definitive plans for the remainder of 2023 that you can either talk about or share um, that you're kind of working on thinking about doing? We, once this EP is released, which is yep. one and a half days away, really, focus, yep. for us in Australia, yeah. Um, we really hope we can get some opportunities to play shows around Australia and show people the new songs and, make new fans and we really would love to get on some uh supporting roles on tours to to broaden our audience um but honestly and this isn't uh not this is definitely not me saying there is something but i can't talk about it we genuinely don't have any plans right now um we've as i said earlier we've just been focusing pretty hard on 
rolling out the EP and making that rollout process as smooth and, you know, as, as good as possible. We would have hate to have looked back and been like, we could have done more for the EP. Mm. Uh, so really, really just focusing on that. Um, but, you know, at, at, like currently and only since the last few weeks, have we been thinking more so about what the rest of the year is going to look like and how we, you know, plan to achieve what we want to do, which is, as I said, is play those shows. Um, mm. But currently there are, there are no plans, but I do hope that that changes pretty soon. It's not like nothing exciting isn't going on. All time and effort is poured yeah. into Icon. As we do said, it is out on the 19th of May. It's this Friday, day and a half for you, basically two days for me, but it's yeah. going to be out soon. Okay, we reached the part of the interview now, which is the quick fire random round of 10 questions that right. are wrapped, pulled Adam, I mean, it is random. They can be anything about any aspect of life. It can be bad. It can be nonsense. It can be serious. So I'm going to be throwing them your way. Alrighty. We begin with this one. Do you have any tattoo tattoos? If so, tell us a story about one. If not, would you ever get one? Yes. I have a sleeve of tattoos on my right arm in the traditional uh, sticker type format. Um, a story. I would, uh, first thing that comes to mind was the very first teddy I got. And I was very unfamiliar of the process mm. of how it all works. I'm not sure if every tattoo artist is the same, but from what I understand, most work in a similar way. I was nagging my artist weeks in advance to see the design Cause I was worried. I was like my first tattoo. I was, I was very like nervous and of the mindset of, Oh my God, this thing's going on my body forever. Um, I, I was reminded of quite a few times that typically this particular tattoo artist, at least draws the design the night before or the morning of, and I will see it when I get in there and he can make changes before he starts tattooing it on me. But I was, mm. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. Uh, just, off uh based upon my my anxiety surrounding it but after a few more i learned the process and i i he's he did the entire sleeve so like i knew his work and i trusted him you know pretty soon on but i was i was that really annoying nagging customer those those first few times that's incredible i think uh, i feel like most people their first tattoo is just walk in pick something off the wall and hope for the best let alone that much uh, right okay yeah focus <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay what is something that blows your mind whenever you think about it sorry could you say that again what is something that blows your mind whenever you think about it uh how big the universe is it's a difficult and one I to think about don't really comprehend it so hence why it blows my mind <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah. It's almost like you start to think about something like that and you you just distract yourself because it's too big, too grand to understand. Yes, exactly. Straight over my head. <laughs> what is an unpopular opinion you have about something? Be anything. Hmm. Unpopular opinion. Hmm. Um, yeah. 
Oh, I'm really stumped. Um, I feel like I want to answer like a a particular album from an artist that is genuinely regarded as bad, but I can't mm. think of anything off the top of my head. Mm. Um, unpopular opinion in in Australia is. Shoeys are disgusting. What was that? that? No. Shoey? No. Oh, I, I, I think you might agree. Shoey is an Australian, I don't, I don't want to say tradition. Some might say it's a tradition, but it's a, it's, it's the act of drinking beer out of a shoe. I didn't realize and, that and was I a think, freaking, I, like, yeah. I know it's a thing, but I didn't realize it was a, 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 reg, a popular <laughs> Tradition. It's um, it is quite popular, it definitely in the in the Australian music scene too. Um, some I think some international artists get a shock when the crowd starts asking asking them to do such a thing. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. All right, each to our own. Yeah, yeah. Not my thing either, eh? <laughs> um, what is the best thing about being in days like these? That would be writing music i love with my best friend yeah it's the dream that's the dream yeah totally <laughs> yeah because there's no point thinking about money or success in that regard these days so you might as well take away the most important mental health stuff more than anything else totally yeah what do you spend way too much time doing hmm I spend way too much time doing really nitpicking like tidiness in my house. Okay. Meaning, meaning I will go out of my way to maybe adjust a certain object. Uh, if it's like slightly not to my liking, uh, I guess like in I don't think I have OCD, but mm. it, I would say that's the easiest way to describe it. Um, uh, and it definitely like disrupts what I was doing prior, you know? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it does. You're absolutely right. It does almost sound like OCD. Um, like. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would say. I, I would say I don't, I would assume I don't, I don't suffer from OCD, but mm. Maybe if I went further down that track, it could be a worry, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it, the the spectrum is very, very wide and we all fit on it somewhere or another. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, there's always <laughs> something at home in our lives that we're a little bit OCD about. Yeah. If you had to describe the life of days like these as a movie, what movie would you choose? Cool. What movie? Um... <laughs> Damn, that's a really tricky. Um, I'm trying to think of one now too. Yeah, I I do enjoy movies, but like I would say, I watch a decent amount of movies, but I'm struggling. Because mm, um, you're because you're a duo now, and Louise, but that ends poorly, so we don't want that. Give given occasion, depending. 
Dumb and dumb. <laughs> if we get if if Noah and I get on a roll on something we find funny, we just go to town on it. Um, yeah, it can spiral into some really mind-numbing sort of humor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given from someone regarding the music business? Hmm. Worst advice, did you say? Hmm. Um. I feel like. I feel like. I. I don't remember this entirely specifically, but I feel like I've had a conversation in the past about being in the in a young band. Hmm needing to you know needing to gain some traction and you know what it, it could even be relation to to icon but i feel like i've been told by someone to it, it is beneficial to at least somewhat stick to one sound one style okay yeah like, and, and and their idea was based upon it's easier for someone to understand you when it's like that and i would say there's truth somewhat in that um, but I just, it's not something that, you know, correlates with, with Noah and I. So for us, I would say that wasn't good advice. When I was younger, I think I would have like believed that I would have believed that mm. rule to a degree. And I'd have pointed out one or two bands and gone, well, look, they don't really change the sound. But these days, I mean, I look around and even the biggest bands in the world and the ones that have been around 20, 30 years have changed, mixed, experimented here and there and still been incredibly successful from it so i just don't buy into that 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 line yeah. of thinking yeah totally what's your favorite thing to do when you're all alone all alone hmm. i do I, I do enjoy watching movies okay um, any particular genre you look at or are you just wide and open it doesn't really matter i'm pretty open to anything um I would say maybe I gravitate towards slightly darker films, maybe in like the psychological thriller type mm -hmm. um avenue. Um uh, but I'm I'm pretty down to watch anything. Um a good movie is a good movie, you know. All right, um, what was the last what was the last great movie you watched? I watched Noah Russell and I went to watch Bo is Afraid recently. And it was a lot to digest. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you? No. It was very wild, a lot to digest, and it was three hours long. But I think after after I thought about it quite a bit, I think I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it did take me that, that long to decide that, though, because, as I said, it, it was so much to digest. Um but it was from Ari Aster, the director from Hereditary and yeah. which are both great movies. I, I enjoyed them both as well. But this, Bo is Afraid, is significantly different from those two. Um, but I, I, I think, I think I would call that great. Yeah, it was really cool, insanely unique. Recommendation, yeah. Just uh, let let it sink yeah. in from what you're saying. Yeah, you laughed the mullet over quite a bit. I think.
All right, penultimate one then, and this is a wide opinion thought more than anything else. Social media, do you see it as a force for good or as a, a force for evil, really? 100% it can be both, in my mm. opinion. I think it's what people do with it that ultimately makes it what it is. And there is, like, there's lots of benefits and there's lots of negatives to social media. Um. I think it's a great way for communication and sharing with your peers and your family and friends and, you know, it's people who, who, who like you or whatever. Um, but there's obviously definitely negatives where, you know, there's, there's bullying, there's, un, you know, just like unreachable standards of, of certain things and people not demonstrating, you know, you know, putting, putting acts, on mm. in front of the camera you know um can be really damaging but i do see it as both positive and negative it's also a necessary evil when it comes to promoting and pushing a band of course do you feel like you've yeah. got uh, a good balance of the requirement of what you need to do for the band and your use in your personal life yeah yeah i think it yeah as you said i think it's definitely undoubt un undoubtedly a great tool and you know dare i say essential to a band's growth um i would say 99 percent of the time in this day and age it is essential um definitely i do find it i do find it hard to strike the balance between um my personal usage with it and a lot of that usage is is to do with the band and i know and i know why i'm doing that um but sometimes i do get tired of how much I'm on there or just even like mainly in the band sense, like how much I have to think about what's next, you know, what's the next post going to be. And it's so, it feels so menial, but I do understand it's important at the same time. Are you able though, or the, often the biggest question surrounding that is, are you able to stop and say, you know what, it's stressing me out. I'm exhausting me. I'm going to take whatever a day away from it to just refocus and work out what I want to do on there. I honestly, I do struggle to do that when I feel like I should or feel like I need to. And it's something I'll, I would just like, you know, personally like to work on with myself. Mm. Um, I do I do find it a necessary evil um, in a band sense. I, I'm, it's definitely, I would say more than 50% of the time, but there is also just in my personal life, I do think I sometimes struggle to step away from it when I think I should as well. Both, you know, both, both sides of the coin. Yeah, it's an incredible, uh, it's a, as you said, it can be an incredible tool to help promote, push and uh, connect to audiences yeah. uh, on a personal and a professional level around the world. But the strings attached is, well, it's, it's all a balancing act. Definitely, yeah, undoubtedly. Last one, and it's simply this. Yeah. What is a realistic goal that you'd like to accomplish with days like these before this year is over. It's just a realistic goal you'd like to accomplish. Realistic goal. Um, playing, playing a small headline tour to off the back of the EP, I would say. Yeah. 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 
think that's the that's, next step. It seems like the most obvious obvious thing to do, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. It looks like it's going to be a good year. Um, of course, Icon. It's we've already said it. We'll repeat it one more time. 19th of May, this Friday, new EP is out. Check it out. It is a blast from beginning to end. Um, with unique and the word unique needs to be stressed here, but also I think you use this word. You use this word only once. I'm gonna use it now as well. Fun. That is an important aspect yeah. of this record, too. Fun. Um Callan, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. No, pleasure's mine. It's been awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?